0: Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Fly Time Machine, I am
1: Eddie Hot and awesome. I'm so I'm well. really
0: sorry that all happened there, I kind of just got caught up in it. And I couldn't get out of it.
1: Felt like a power play. No, I wasn't meant like to be. Like you're bigging up your part. Honestly it wasn't meant
0: to be, I started to just do it quickly and then I just couldn't stop. I went in too fast.
1: Yeah. No, fair enough, it did like, yeah, at one point I didn't know what was going to happen, I thought you were having a stroke.
0: Yeah, I don't know what was going on, but it's alright, I came out of it, we're fine, we're good, let's continue. Uh, this is the Indoor League Odyssey, Um, it's Indoor League, it's the um, mid-1970s ITV uh, pub sport extravaganza, we're looking at an episode which was the uh, championship episode which rounded up all of the winners, of the events from the, the preceding series presented of course by Fred Truman, uh, produced by the mighty Sid Waddell. Um, it probably in himself is probably worthy of a deep dive, but, um, yeah, well worth reading up on Sid Waddell and what he got up to in his life. And, um, I recommended the book by his son, Dan Waddell, uh, which I think it's called, we had some laughs. Um, <laughs> And it's it's really good. It's fair to say that Sid wasn't, let's say, a poster boy for fa- fathering and parenting. It was really? unconventional. Oh,
1: I'm surprised because there was a real warmth. Well, to yeah, it, but he was there. just
0: unconventional. It wasn't particularly harmful right. or damaging. Oh. He just it just were well, the kind of responsibility in the straight and narrow sort of thing oh. that, that was a bit lacking from time to time. I mean, I think I think I said in an earlier episode. Dan talked about going to the World Darts Championship from the age of about 8 or 9 and furtively yeah. getting pissed um, in oh, the absence yeah. of any kind of parent. because Sid was busy Sid was working So,
1: Was the line in your mind between teaching your kids um, like a little bit of rebelliousness you know a little bit of you know, you've know, got to live life on the edge and have fun mm. and try new things, but at the same time, wanting your kids not to make too many mistakes or die. It's sort of a fine line uh, yeah. that dads, especially dads like us, who endeavour to live outside of the 97%, the constraints <laughs> of society's shackles. Uh, do you know what I mean? Who
0: sit in their bedrooms talking shit.
1: I think it's, it's a good internet. thing that we don't sort of do conventional jobs.
0: yeah. Well, it definitely is, but but then again, as we've both said, our children don't really respect us for what we do for a living. They don't mm. see us as being serious. The respect
1: figures. is overrated, isn't I it? So. I mean, like my my kids are always sort of saying, you know, "I don't really respect you," and I go, "Yeah, that's fine." Mm. Like if you respected me too much, then it's like because you get dads, old-fashioned sort of dads. who like you get some dads who like they're so frustrated in their role in the real world that they turn their family into, like, a, a mad fiefdom. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Where, like, they're the king. Yeah. And everyone has to look up to them and do as they yeah. say. And I often think that's just an outlet for the frustrations you feel in the rest of your life. Like, perhaps in your job or in your social life, you don't have the respect that you feel mm. you would like or deserve. So you you kind of contrive it in your, in your family I world, the, which is... i the man of the
0: house, etc.
1: Yes, and you must look up and you shall do what I do. Right, all that stuff, but in a way, it's like mm, I definitely want my kids to be better than me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, if I elicit, I mean, you know, that's really the name of the game, isn't it? You want your kids to be better than you, not I don't know how you measure that. Well, it's yeah, not you like just, it, oh, I want them to earn more than me or whatever, but, but you want uh, it's f- not, you know, there's it's, it's all different ways, but I kind of want them to aspire to, to more. I
0: just want them to be happy in whatever what I mean? they do, choose something yeah, that they want to do. What I'm saying you're... is happiness exactly
1: and if you're like you, I am the model I am your template aspire to be like me and you will fulfil everything that's not you're narrowing down their options to say the least yeah. aren't you so it's like listen I am what I am Do you, I would hope that you would aspire to more than what you see before <laughs> you I
0: don't know be- because yeah it's just about finding something that they that they want to do and that makes them happy and that hopefully pays the bills Without too much aggravation, and that's kind of what we've arrived at now with this.
1: But yeah, it's in terms of work. It's not yeah. easy,
0: but that in terms of work, yeah. But that feeds into other areas of your life as well because we don't have to it work does, nine yeah. to five, and we can do the school run and stuff like that.
1: Because and putting yourself a little, maybe putting yourself a not feeling like you have to just. I right, know. Now there's no answer. I don't know. You've got to be careful, really. There's no there's no answers, but the thing is, what I'm saying is, I suppose you you want to be. I'm probably we always talk about our kids, not just our kids, but kids of this generation probably have more costed, definitely have more costed lives. We talked a lot about how we used to just be out and about p- more, doing more shit that our parents didn't know about or care to know yeah. about. And but th- but then in turn, my dad tells me about when he was a kid. And it was even it was much fucking wilder. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just went, once you'd had your breakfast, you're almost due to bound to just fuck off, especially in the summer. It's like fuck off, get out. Yeah. Like your dad bit work or your dad his dad worked shift, so he'd be sleeping, and the mum she'd be like, I don't know, fucking doing her housework. She wouldn't want the kids under her feet, so you'd almost be like, get out. Yeah, yeah. Where I don't and you wouldn't want to be indoors. But get out of the house. Come back at dinner so it's time. Fucking
0: hot. You didn't want to be indoors anyway. So
1: yeah, and they would just go out on his bike or walking and he just like he said that's why he knows loads about trees and insects mm. he said not because he was a boff but because there was fuck all else to do he bought, and he probably like he'd go out. he probably bought the ice spy book and learned from yeah that. yeah he just went out and like hung around looking at fucking ants and whatnot, yeah. Or, like tr- working out what tree was what because he was no- there was nothing else to do it was like the 40s or 50s or whatever yeah. and uh they're just like their parents wouldn't have any fucking idea where they were, and that was also, to a I reckon, a lesser extent, same of us. But our kids, you're like, I want to know where you are all the time, mate. Mm. You can even track your kids if you he want if, on uh, their iPhone. You could do.
0: My my lad went out with his mates on uh, Friday night, yeah. and they were just they met up somewhere like in a park, and they were going to go wandering the streets. And part, part <laughs> of me thought, "Where
1: are you going? Wandering yeah, the streets?" Walk
0: around. Part of me thought, mm. shit, that's horrifying. They're all going to get rounded up in a van and killed. But then, of course, yeah. that was what we did. So, you know, it's it's what happens. And get this. Well, yeah, back get, get this. Yeah. The fucker ended up in a pub. What? Did he get that? He served? ended up in a pub. <clears throat> one of his mates, m- Mams, was, was in one of the local pubs with her mates playing pool. Yeah. So they just nipped in to yeah. see her. And they sat in the corner and had some blackcurrant squash. <clears throat> oh, that's so nice. Sitting in the pub on a Friday night—it's more than I fucking do. Oh well, that's
1: much better. That's much better. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. He's had a good fucking He's had a cracking yeah, night out. Pa- Blackcurrant squash in yeah. a pub. Pa- watching some mums play pub. Pa- part
0: of me was thinking, "He's what? <laughs> he's what? He's in a pub? He's fu- he's just turned 14 And then I thought, "Go on, son. Good lad.
1: Modern times." When I was away with my daughter at the weekend, I tried to have drug chat with her. I've been trying to like introduce my daughter to the idea that <clears throat> I used to take lots of drugs <laughs>
0: yeah. in
1: a in, in a way that she's sort of not shocked or finds out yeah. from a third party about it because I write about it and stuff. And um, you know, you think, oh my god, this is this is a really big moment and it's really going <laughs> to shock you to your core and traumatize you. And it's just like she could not give a fuck. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it's because you th- sometimes you think, I think, oh, she's probably so naive and all that. Yeah. And you just realise they're fucking surrounded by the internet and mad shit. And there's school, there's like drug chat non-stop and drug taking, like oh, weed smoking God. at least in the school. And you just sort of think, she's just like, yeah, what? Are you trying to fucking impress me? No, I'm not trying to impress you, I'm just fucking telling you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's not a good thing. But, but it's... Uh, <clears> it's... Yeah, you don't. You, you know, I sort of think. Oh, it is true that we used to wander around the streets, mm. but I suppose in a way you think. Oh, yeah, but we were much more worldly or tougher and had less <clears> of a <throat> pleasant upbringing. Yeah, you think that? but you, you, know what I mean? you Probably
0: would. not I mean, if there's anything, the kids yeah. today are ex- the, the kids today are exposed to everything.
1: Yeah, bad that's true. And good isn't it? and
0: bad, and uh, it's all on a handheld device that they carry around in their pockets all day. And
1: Do you you know um then the there was put it that way? There was there was my. there was always funny like comedy books that came out for Christmas yeah. and the young ones had one. We had loads of them in ours Then then I think Adrian Edmondson or Rick male Rick Mail did one called How to Be a Complete Bastard. Mm. Do you remember yeah. that? Was that Ed
0: Edmondson that did that one, I, I think?
1: Uh, maybe it was Aid Edmondson, yeah. How to be a complete bastard, yeah. And it was like a how-to guy, it's quite funny. And then Pamela Stevenson did one called "How to Be a Complete Bitch," <laughs> and she was like really sexy on the Whoa. cover, like d- dressed up a bit dominatrix. I'm going to Google that now. And yeah, and I was reading it because we always, yeah. me or my brothers, <laughs> would get given them for Christmas. And there's a bit, there was a bit in it that made, and I, I don't know, I was probably about like ten, and I was like reading it and um, in it she she made several references to a blowjob right. and I didn't know what a blowjob <clears> was <throat> and I go to my brother what's a blowjob and she, I remember him going, going and he laughed and went go and ask mum she'll tell you and he sent me down into the kitchen to say <laughs> to my mum mum what's a blowjob <laughs> and I can't remember what she said she probably just went did your brother tell you to come down and ask that <laughs> And I went, yeah. yeah it and does... then she just went up and shouted at him, "Stop, t- stop <laughs> telling him to dust me about blowjobs." <laughs> um, but now I reckon kids, all fucking kids from about the age of five, know what a blowjob well, means. I don't know. You'd
0: fucking imagine so, wouldn't you? Um, How to be a complete bitch by Pamela, Pamela Stevenson. They said Pamela Anderson there. It's on. Um, <laughs> it's on Amazon for about three quid. <laughs> And yes, it looks very Does it very, say what year it came out? Nineteen
1: eighty eight, I think it said. But there's eighty eight. Yeah. So I was so this is what I'm saying, mate. Eighty seven I was thirteen. Eighty seven. Eighty seven, I was twelve, I was at primary school. And you had this book. Oh uh, sorry, secondary school. I was at <clears throat> secondary school and I did not know what a blow job was. That's that's uh I'm surprised at that. Yeah. You would have thought twelve years old at secondary school, I would have known that by then, right? Yeah, of course. Would you like
0: to hear the Surprised. two one-star reviews of it that are on Amazon?
1: Yeah. Uh, first one... One stars, that's hard. First
0: awesome. one comes from Dawn, who uh, her review is titled, Doesn't Do What It Says. <laughs> the book, of course, is called... It's <laughs> called, How to be a complete bitch. Uh, and Dawn says, Totally rubbish, not funny sarcasm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I remember it being fucking brilliant and the cover alone is worth the yeah, money yeah I'm looking at it that, I mean Pamela yeah. Stevenson I think she is one of the most triggery oh, women Jesus ever Jesus Christ yeah in Superman 3 when she seduces Superman yeah Superman goes a bit mental and she, she gets him up the um, Empire, not the Empire State the Statue of Liberty and seduces yeah. him it's like one of the most erotic scenes in cinema you history you can see
0: why Billy Connolly had his head turned can't you um, oh, and yeah. the second one star review is by someone called Tropical Blue Sky Thinker oh, Jesus Christ and the <laughs> review one star says well I'd say by writing a completely arbitrary middle class and pretentious book about how to treat yourself to good mental health Pamela Fuck who on hell. earth would go to the fucking trouble of doing that it says it's only 96 pages long as well it's more of a pamphlet than a book Pamela
1: let's look up how to be a complete bastard pamphlet
0: stevenson Um,
1: pamphlet stevenson i heard that and i heard the regret in your voice as you delivered (laughs) delivered the joke oh yeah if we can call it there it is
0: i had to be a complete you were like
1: why have i said that
0: oh 15 pounds 10 on amazon the adrian edmondson book
1: yeah
0: oh there's the young ones one I've, i've got a copy of that young ones one still bachelor boys
1: yeah Bachelor That's Boys. That was absolutely
0: good. full of content. That one. I remember getting that and just thinking yeah. it was just it was, every page was just like so much fucking care was taken with it. There wasn't it wasn't just knocked out. It's really really good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and they <clears> just read it all the <throat> time because that was it. Like because you didn't have the internet or anything, you just have a book like that. Someone to get for you Christmas. Now someone gets you a novelty book. You're a bit like oh yeah, <laughs> and you just <coughs> chat. You like you fan through it on Christmas day. Yeah don't you? Yeah. You look at a couple of bits, you think this is a bit lazy and yeah. shit, and then you just like chuck it. Not. Um, but then someone would get like the young ones mm. book, and I would like read it like for years afterwards, mm-hmm. even though I knew every bit off by heart. I'd devour it for years and years, just because you'd be so bored. One book like that would be like, yeah. basically life back then was like being in prison, <coughs> I, I guess. I think it
0: probably pretty much was. There was no internet, was there? Nah. Uh, the Spit and Image book was really good as well. I remember that.
1: Got vague memories well, of that Well, there's one
0: star review of the Adrian Edmondson How to Be a Complete Bastard. And it says, I'll tell you how to be a complete bastard. Buy this book for a loved one for Christmas. I bought this for my husband as he went on and on about a book he used to own as a teenager. Hint there, I think. Mm. Anyway...
1: Book Oh my god. <laughs>
0: anyway, book arrived on time <laughs> oh and in fairly good condition, considering its age. Well, what can I say? Toilet humour, sexism and vulgarity <laughs> in abundance. Great, if that's <laughs> your thing. Well, no, because it's well, not it even funny. Aid, stick to television. Your humour does not work without your presence. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: Fucking hell. <laughs> that's 2013. <Wow.
0: clears throat> a review of a book that came out. Uh, 25 years previously.
1: Astonishing. Astonishing that these people walk amongst Uh, us, isn't it? I've
0: said before, the uh, the internet, comments, sections on the internet are just the worst thing. It's like Pandora's box.
1: Yeah, because I often think that you are quite dismayed by humanity. (laughs) Like, that's one of your characteristics. And people say, Sam, what's it like working with Andy Dawson? How would you describe him? What are his chief characteristics, Mm. I'd say? Maybe one of his main ones is he he has a deep dismay about humanity. Mm. <laughs> and uh, if they say where does that come from, I'll, I I would now say well I was never sure, but I think he's spent a lot of time looking at internet comments section. <laughs> I'd have said lived experience,
0: but no, I, I think yeah. it's it's probably just a vocal minority of humanity that dismay me. Mm. I don't think it's everyone, but I don't know. Jalapeño.
1: Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: Jalapeño. Uh, we're meant to be doing the,
1: the, the, the indoor, indoor league, aren't we? Oh,
0: yeah, we should probably get around to that. Um, where are we up now? We've got up to the bit where um, we did nipples last week, didn't we? The, the cartoon on the wall behind Fred Truman, the woman with the very, very mm. small dress and the nipples exposed over the over the top of the dress. And uh, Fred Truman has promised us a homage to men and women who came with high hopes and left with gold medals and cash. Uh, the first one of these who we see is George Jones of Northamptonshire, who is George, George Jones. Jones. George Jones is the champion of cheese Skittles and is the first ever televised cheese Skittles championship and hopefully not the last because it's mesmerising. And George, he looks like. He looks a bit like a kind of a Jarvis Cocker type figure. Maybe crushed with a potential sex offender.
1: (laughs) Well, I think that was the look that Jarvis was going for when he created it. Yeah, maybe he'd
0: just seen a repeat of Indoor League and he'd seen George Jones and thought, I want some of that. But George goes further because he's.
1: I mean, Indoor League is is like you could easily and someone might do this just lay a pulp song over the top of it and it could easily just be a pulp video from the 90s absolutely so George I think this is the video for Miss Shapes isn't it
0: and George is wearing an incredibly low v-neck sweater which I have to say looks brilliant yeah I don't know if you've got him on the screen there I can't say as
1: well he looks a bit like the sort he looks a bit like the sort of men that worked in any office that my mum worked in yeah. In in the eighties as well. A lot of them were like this, but they sort of thought they were quite smooth. Yeah,
0: but they're actually really sleazy. He also yeah. looks like he'd probably belong on um an open university program on BBC two at <laughs> yeah. ten to two in the morning in black and white, talking yeah. about applied mathematics. Yeah. He's got that vibe about him, but I don't think he is. He's probably more
1: <laughs> And Truman's a bit like now. This lad's a bit of a fucking weirdo. But, but never mind. He can have throw a fucking cheese skittle.
0: But the good thing is, <laughs> he's confined to his local pub because he's obsessed with cheese skittles. So there's very little chance <laughs> of him flashing any nurses in the park.
1: <laughs> and he won't be doing it on my watch, let me tell you.
0: If I see him doing it, I'll take him over and I'll give him a bunch of
1: fives. Well, that's true. Truman justice. <laughs> I'll wrap me back I'll wrap <laughs> my
0: back round the back of his neck
1: in Yorkshire. We don't need police. We dish out our own <laughs> justice our own way. Yorkshire justice <laughs> <laughs>
0: um and we see judge judge Jones and uh, he does uh, a clean sweep. he throws his cheese skittle, which, as we've said before, is made of wood, but in the olden days, of course, it'll have been made of cheese um and he does a clean sweep. he gets all nine skittles down with one throw. And then he just, <laughs> I just
1: see how he celebrates. He
0: just takes a draw and he's doesn't he? <laughs> yeah,
1: he's a very emotionless man. He reminds me a bit of like Andy Murray. <laughs> like you see that some of these sportsmen, and they're just like they're so they they're, they've they've got control of their emotions. Yeah. That's how they're able to to perform like that under totally. pressure. And so even when they succeed, you don't see a huge amount of celebration from them because they always stand an even kill. And that's what George Jones is like because he, I mean, it's an amazing thing that he does in front of all of these fans yeah. and all the fucking fanfare that's going on. He fucking gets a clean sweep and then he doesn't even crack so much not, as a, a thin smile. He nothing. just walks slowly yeah. to, to retrieve his cheese yeah. and then... It turns out he's had a fag on the go in his spare hand <laughs> the, the whole time. time. Yeah. He doesn't like a yeah. fag. There's been one there. in his other hand the whole time, and he just takes a, a, a <clears throat> small little draw on it, doesn't he? Yeah. It? Get That's all he needs to sort of to mark yeah. the achievement.
0: Yeah. Another fag comment while we're on getting back to get back, which we talk about regularly. Oh yeah. Uh, those moments where yeah. I think it's John puts a burning fag onto the. The wire from his guitar coming out of the neck, just to keep it on there, and it just dangles and just bounces in the air. Brilliant!
1: Oh man! I mean, that's the thing. You're almost like maybe I should take up smoking (laughs) and the guitar.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) two things I'd be terrible at, but I'll be able to do that thing.
1: If you're a kid listening to this, don't (laughs) make the mistakes we made. Take up smoking and the guitar now while you can.
0: (laughs) It's the future.
1: It's that's how you get the the real top Dorises. Don't
0: fall for that vaping stuff. That's no good. You can't, you no, can't stick No, no
1: no one wants to fucking no rock stars wants to be seen with a fucking vape. Take up fags, proper fags as well. Don't fuck around with these light fags. Get yourself some B and H and a fucking guitar. Save up your pocket money, get smoking and playing, and you'll be alright. Make sure you've got plenty of... We can't go back now. We can't do that now. We're too old. It'd be embarrassing. Middle-aged men going and buying expensive guitars is just like a cliché. Yeah. Is it? You know, we can't oh, do that. And as for the smoking, <clears throat> that would probably kill <clears throat> us within a week. I've
0: inherited an electric piano recently from somebody who didn't want one. And I, I'm wondering whether oh, I should oh, start taking up the piano. <clears throat> Have heart going to beat and learn the piano. It's just buttons and that, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You could be like, what's his name from Yes? Rick Wakeman. Yeah.
0: Could be. Get two.
1: Uh, at our next live shows, <laughs> I think you should wear like a long, colourful sequin sort of cape yeah. and a wizard hat. Well. <laughs> and just like play us onto stage.
0: Well, didn't Rick Wakeman do his tour of um, King Arthur on ice in the 70s? <laughs> so the next tour we do could be on ice. We'll only yeah. do venues that are like a time machine
1: on ice. Yeah, but be like good like
0: Disney on ice that they they do in the arenas now. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, so yeah, and he, he just has a draw on his it's fact to celebrate his clean sweep. Um, absolutely, he's really cool. Absolutely, actually, absolutely cool, isn't he?
1: He's a, talking of ice. He's ice cool, isn't he? he? Is. George Iceman Jones, I he call is. him.
0: And then Fred says, Gee skittles." There, one of the three new events we introduced in this series. <laughs>
1: he says,
0: <laughs> another one was arm wrestling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tell him why it's arm wrestling. Yes. <laughs> no. Why is
0: this not still a thing?
1: A good 10 years before um, Stallone made it famous with Over, Over the, the top.
0: top. Yeah, of course. Arm wrestling's got to be Joe Comeback. There's probably all kinds of health and safety reasons why they don't have arm wrestling on the telly anymore.
1: There was always arm wrestling at yeah, school. There was, yeah boys were always arm yeah. wrestling like in 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 like if there was a lull in the lesson yeah. some arm wrestling would break out on a desk
0: <laughs> it's got to be surely no, i'll ask
1: i'll ask my daughter yeah. tonight if any of the lads at school arm wrestle
0: be a shame they probably just do backflips instead though backflips of um uh, taking the place of arm wrestling
1: I, yeah i am um, oh by the way talking of backflips yeah. um if you're a subscriber, then you'll have no doubt heard yesterday me referring to my uh, nephew's bullshit, bullshitting friend um, <laughs> and how he ended every single story <laughs> with um, the, claiming to do Something a backflip. Back <laughs> and um, so I asked, so I reached out in the break between recording that episode and this mm-hmm. one to find out more of his bullshit. Um here's one. His dad bought them front row seats to watch Italy versus England Euro final and he backflipped to catch the ball and pass it back to one of the players.
0: <laughs> This'll be the match that was televised all over the world. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, the ball came over and he backflipped to get it. I'll get this. Don't worry everyone, I'll get the ball, I'll simply backflip. <laughs> one weekend his one weekend his dad nearly got mugged. But luckily, he was there with his dad so that he could kick the thief in the nuts. (laughs) Did he incorporate a backflip into the kick? Doesn't say. He's a black belt in karate, but he can't do a demonstration because his parents told him not to in case he hurts himself. Standard. He met a famous gamer, YouTuber, and was asked to be on the show, but he couldn't because of school. He also watched Squid Game, but in the cinema with his dad, Twice, front row cinema. seats. <laughs> and lastly, he fell off a roof, but landed doing a backflip. <laughs> Excellent stuff. I think my favourite one is watching Squid Game in the cinema, cinema twice with his dad. Front row What's seats. He's, a, he's got an obsession with front row yeah, seats. God. My dad, my dad laid on, it's like <laughs> Alan Sugar. My dad, my dad got a signature Euro final. He laid on front row seats, obviously. And of
0: course... Front row seats in the cinema and at football are among the worst seats. Yeah, they are. Yeah, shit.
1: but there's a, there's a prestige about yeah. them nonetheless. Yeah, VIP front row seats. Squid Game, Squid Game. Have I seen it? Well, you could say that, but not on a fucking telly like you, you cunt. I've seen it at the fucking cinema, front row seats, and not only that, we watched it twice through back to back. <laughs> what is it about ten episodes, <laughs> <laughs> didn't bother me <laughs> we were, I was that into it as soon as it ended I turned to my dad I said let's go again he was like fine I'm game and we just <laughs> stayed in our seats we just sat there and they never even tried to chuck yeah. us out <laughs> they were fine about it but I think my dad gave him a bit more money and there were no questions
0: asked
1: ah. <laughs> um, fucking legend I'll stay on that geezer and get some more stuff out of him yeah
0: very nice um. so where are we at yeah um, arm wrestling is the next event that, that comes along
1: this is my personal favourite event oh it's also it involves a cockney yes which got me interested yes because most of these things it's like northerners only but a, a cockney's come up and the from, and from the smoke to take part
0: shall I give you the cockney's name well yeah go on Buster Whitney <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the best, the strongest right arm in London, Buster Whitney. Fucking
0: brilliant! Um, you know,
1: but, he would have, he'd have built that arm up, like lifting probably big boxes of fish at Billingsgate. Yeah. Usually all the toughest fellas have come from Billingsgate yeah. because there's something about working with the fish that builds you up.
0: And this is the 70s as well, so probably clearing World War II bomb sites as well with his bare hands just to yeah. train at weekends. Between
1: the fish and the bomb sites, yeah. I'll get, let's just say the arms get a lot of action.
0: Unbeatable. <laughs> so, yeah, Fred says, <laughs> uh, another new sport we introduced was arm wrestling. 16 muscle-bound grapplers got to grips with each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's just got that's just Sid with Dell script writing all over in it, it. Sixteen yeah. muscle-bound grapplers got to grips. He says, "Blood, sweat, and tears flowed. Blood, sweat, and tears. I've seen some sweat. I didn't see any tears, and I certainly didn't see any blood. No blood. You get blood Very in arm wrestling. Get
1: blood in an arm. Ahead, wrestle, isn't Fred it. Fred and Sid. Fuck's sake." And it's it's. Um, do you know what my favourite arm wrestling scene is, mate? Is not um, in Over the Top, which right. is obviously great and full of great arm wrestling. But do you remember that film Party Party from the eighties? Oh 80s?
0: yeah, it was Daniel Peacock, wasn't it? That was in that
1: Daniel Peacock. Yeah. And there's a, a we used to. That was the sort of film that we had on video in my house, and we used to watch over and over. Yeah. And again, I would have been a bit too young to understand all of it because it was like there was a you know it was quite sort of adult the humour. Yeah. And it was about a party in sort of in the suburbs in somewhere in London, and uh, there's a great—I mean, this is a bit of a spoiler—but Jack up the, the the Daniel Peacock, but also Jacko from Brushstrokes. Oh right, yeah. And there's a bully in it, and the bully infiltrates their party, and he's being a cunt to everyone. And in the end, Jacko from Brushstrokes challenges him to an arm wrestle. And he's much smaller than the bully. The bully's like a really big guy, he's a muscle bound grappler. And I was watching it getting really nervous. And you, you know, Jacko's got something up his sleeve. And sure enough, just as they're settling, like they, they lock arms ready for the, you know, ready, steady, yeah. go. Jacko grabs the other guy's fist and sort of punches him in the face with his own fist. You see what yeah. I mean? And somehow knocks him out, and then that's the end of the film. And then
0: he did a backflip. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then he did a backflip, and it's like, the, and then it freeze frames with them all laughing, and that's the end of the film. That film always used
0: to be on Channel Four about every two months, I think,
1: <laughs> late yeah. at night. Well, the, the the theme song was done by Elvis Costello. Yeah, party party. Right.
0: Who, uh, can I just say, Elvis Costello's new album is excellent.
1: Yeah, that's really oh. good?
0: It's kind of, um, it's like his sort of um, late 70s, early 80s kind of vibe. Oh, really? It's really good. Oh, yeah, I'll give it a listen. Definitely. Um, well, I'll tell you what, we'll leave it there before we go into too much detail about the arm wrestling.
1: The, the arm wrestling coming up, there's a lot we, to unpack. Yeah, it's we, very, need to, very we need good. to
0: look at it properly. There's a
1: particularly good spectator, isn't there? <clears throat>
0: but it's, uh, it's Buster Whitney versus King Ben Bilden, who's from Keithley. And
1: we're promised which, which is which here, Andy. Because I'm looking at one sort of in a waistcoat and a nice sort of patterned shirt, and the other one has got a. He looks like the ex-England centre back Dave Watson, but on steroids. He's quite meaty, and he's got a. Uh, he's just wearing a red, red vest, vest that's, with that's, nothing underneath. That's Mr. Whitney in the red vest. Is he's, he's the he's cockney, the cockney yeah. and the other one's are yeah. presumably a Yorkshireman. Yeah. Wow, just, what a showdown. Just a
0: reminder, you can watch this on YouTube if you just search Indo League uh Champions or "Indoor League Champions Championship edition. uh you'll find it. Um so more next week. Thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye.